This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album two, track six. This is the first part of a two-part episode about COVID testing. We have two guests with us today for a joint session to talk about COVID testing. First, we have Carissa Jones, the president of Mercodia, Inc., which is the U.S. subsidiary of international clinical lab and diagnostics company Mercodia. She conceptualized Mercodia's lab services for preclinical and clinical studies, and over 17 years, she's helped Mercodia build and maintain their network of academics, pharmaceutical companies, biotech companies, and diagnostic labs. Our second guest is Dr. John Piganelli, a leading immunologist hailing from the University of Pittsburgh, where he teaches. He has a PhD in microbiology and immunology, and has focused much of his career on research about the role of the immune system and inflammation in autoimmunity and the pathology of disease. Our topic today, COVID testing, needs no introduction. It's a compelling issue in today's world, and it's one that has many of us highly confused. Thanks to both of you for being with us today. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks very much, Bobby. So, Carissa, let's start with you. Can you tell us about Mercodia and about what it's doing with regard to COVID testing? Absolutely. Uh, I think most people are aware, but in early March, we saw a great influx of testing into the U.S. market, both for the virus and for antibodies to the virus. And Mercodia took note that many of the tests were inferior. Uh, that inferiority came in, in different, different ways, but it could be an accuracy, meaning many of the tests gave false positives or in some cases false negatives. And we knew that we wanted to be involved and we wanted to use our nearly 30 years of expertise in reagent quality, reagent, shall we say, reagent combinations and testing platforms to build a test that was accurate more often and could address some of the issues and concerns that was apparent in the market with the existing testing platforms. We, at that time, really were behind the game. We didn't have the research internally. Uh, we hadn't done anything at that point, and we knew since we were behind, we must partner. So we actually chose a partner in Massachusetts uh, called Axton Bio, who had already developed a method and just needed our support to tweak the method, fine tune it, and help bring it to the market. So that's exactly what we did. And we launched the IgG ELISA roughly in early May. And this test is quite unique. It is an antibody test, so, so let me be clear there. We are not involved in the actual viral testing itself. We're involved in antibody testing. And there are several limitations to both types of testing. But at this point, the antibody testing market is much more conflicted, I feel, than the viral testing market. And here is why. Uh, antibody testing is definitely more time consuming. It's not at this point something that you can do in a rapid test. So you need a test that's going to be sent to a lab. And that involves, of course, blood draws, some form, whether it's through your standard phlebotomist or it's some sort of finger prick, but it still involves blood being sent to a laboratory, and that is time. 
and time is difficult. It's something that has, you know, really made understanding test results difficult. But ultimately, for the antibody world, it's still necessary. So our test was unique in a couple of ways. Our test actually correlates with something we call neutralizing antibodies. And it's important to understand, and I'm hoping that uh, Dr. Pignelli can go into this in more detail, but it's very important to understand that there are different types of antibodies that you can detect for this virus, but there are specific antibodies that actually equate to neutralizing antibodies, meaning those antibodies can kill the virus. That, that's a very simple term, uh, simple way of putting it, but ultimately you want to know that the antibodies you are detecting are antibodies that can neutralize the virus. Doctor, when I think about COVID testing, I think of two types of tests. One is um, a test to see if you actually have the virus and could be spreading it. The second is a test to see whether you have had the virus and, um, and have antibodies to it. Can you give me an explanation about it in terms of those two types of tests and whether that's the right way to be thinking about it? You're absolutely right. So the molecular testing is the test that is the diagnostic test to determine whether or not you have been infected. And upon that, it will tell you, yes, you are infected, you should quarantine. After that testing, after they've determined that you are positive, then that's when the antibody test becomes critical because it allows us to know how effective your immune response was. And then you measure the antibody. And really then, as, as I had said before, the, the antibody titer, that neutralizing antibody to the spike protein becomes a, a pivotal read. Because again, that's how you can say this person was tested positive one to three weeks later, we tested for antibody. They had a strong antibody response, and those antibodies were deemed to be neutralizing to the virus. This person then is, should be able to go back to work. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, great. That's great. So if we think about two types of tests, you have the test for the virus, and then you have test for the antibodies after the fact to determine whether someone is likely to be immune um, and, and not able to spread. What's the status of both of those types of tests in the U.S. right now? And why is there so much confusion surrounding it? I'd be happy to uh, start with that, Bobby. Sure. There are several options, as John mentioned, and the PCR test for the virus itself is the most accurate. The difficulty with that test is you basically have a minimum five-day turnaround. And many of us believe that once you get to five days or greater, the results can be somewhat meaningless. Because let's say you test negative, that's the result that you get, but somewhere between the day you tested and the day you get the result, you are exposed or you know you were in that latency period where it's not obvious that you have the virus and now it is but your test says you were negative so that that's one of the difficulties and that points toward the need for rapid testing now rapid testing is less accurate but it's fast and there are many schools of thought as to 
do we really need both methods? And I think the answer is yes. I think rapid testing can give us you know, an idea, but the PCR testing is the, the true most accurate measure of whether you have the virus or not. And earlier today, actually, the American Association of Clinical Chemistry released numbers stating that they believe we're going to need 193 million tests a month to mitigate risk and allow us to resume our pre-pandemic activities, however you, you want to define that, whether it's school or work or you know, concerts or anything like that. Yes, uh, it is a bit of a conundrum because of the delay in getting <clears throat> sample results and the issues of um, false positive or negatives with rapid testing. Um, as far as it goes, I, I think that um, the tests that are in place with respect to what I would consider to be gold standard, the, R, the um, PCR reactions, I think um, also suffer from bottlenecking where who's actually doing the testing. And those are usually sent to two major core labs in the country where everything else is sent. And, and those, those two places are bogged down with doing everything that's day-to-day -day for majority of hospitals and everything else and what's been ordered by doctors for, far other, for other um, testing. So I think that the time need, we need to have better timing, get the tests to turn around. Um, if we had rapid tests that were a little bit more cleaner, that we could get a, a, a real test that we believed was positive for sure, then I think it would move us more towards um, being able to limit the testing. I do think that testing should be done in such a way that we know for a period of time for the folks like at the University of Illinois getting tested twice a week. Dr. Pignelli is referring to saliva testing, a form of rapid testing that the University of Illinois is doing with its students twice a week in order to get back to normal life as soon as possible. We'll continue with this interview in the next Health BizCast. This has been the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks very much for joining us.